The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... It can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen. Online and ready. And welcome to another episode of Wookiee Radio. Jeez. Oh, mm-hmm. Of Mighty Marvel That's Geeks. another one. I'm beginning to think you're doing this on purpose. No. It, uh, it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's not on purpose. Hmm. It, it, it's it's not. If you say so. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about how um, I'm supposed to go back to work this week? <laughs> uh, no, I think this is the first time you actually mentioned it on the show. Oh, yeah. Lord help me. <laughs> uh, voices you have heard are that of the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Cheatham. Those are my other hosts, Dewey and Howe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wait, sorry. We are the Intrepid Trio, Kyle and Eric, myself, Mike. How is everyone doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. If I tell you it counts as premeditated. Okay. <laughs> that good, huh? Oh, you know it. I will say I am glad the hurricane is gone. My foot is not hurting nearly as much as it was last week. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that pressure. I'm glad y'all are okay. We are. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up going down to... Ground Zero. Hmm. It's Melissa's aunt and uncle down there, and uh, yeah, very interesting picture. Yeah, I mean, it's one those of you who are still affected, they're still working to recover. Working. Yeah, our our hearts go out to you. We actually did a supply run down to to her relatives. Mm-hmm. So one of those. Thankfully, I was off work or out of work at the moment. 
on medical leave to be able to do such a thing. Yeah. But you were in between shifts. Yeah, definitely helped uh, help me realize where limitations are for sure. Mm. So yeah, um, but check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Um, our affiliates such as BiddyBoomers.com. Use code WeebyGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And as you heard in our pre-roll, Toink.com. Use code WinGeeks15 for 15% off your purchase there. Free shipping in the continental US. So even if you spend five bucks and get 15% off that item for five bucks, it's free shipping. Right. If you decide, since Halloween's coming up, Maybe there's still one or two more conventions you want to hit before the end of the year or you want to get ready for that convention or two after the beginning of the year and you want to go dressed as the stealth suit Captain America and you're looking for his stealth shield. Well, the Weeby Geeks, Mighty, okay, the Mighty Marvel Geeks. Wow, I'm oh, all over the place. <laughs> Woo, I've covered all three shows. Um, <laughs> the, the Mighty Marvel Geeks. Toink pick of the week is the Marvel Legends. Would you okay, Colin? Yeah, yeah, just a cough. Because yeah, that almost sounded like a blaster uh, shot. That sounded like more than a cough, dude. Are you sure you okay? Sound like a stormtrooper. Sound like a stormtrooper. Like a chihuahua died. exploded over there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I I have a very forceful cough. My diaphragm as well develops. So okay. <laughs> Um, it's the Marvel Legends, which is the equivalent of the Star Wars Black Series. It's the Marvel Legends Captain America 24-inch Stealth Shield replica. Man. I like the normal shield. I like the normal shield, but I like this shield, too. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this shield better than the red, the red, silver, and blue. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why. I just thought when I saw this on, on screen, I'm like, that's really cool. You know, you know I... That was something I struggled with because I really liked that shield. But in my head, I was like, I always thought that there was only one shield because of the limited amount of vibranium that they had. So I'm like, how did they explain that there was this other shield or was it did the cap paint it differently? You know, I did. That was something I always. And that's me overthinking it, you know, but. I thought it was painted over. Okay. Because I thought after seeing when you see it in battle, mm-hmm. you you see bits of red. Right. So okay, all it did was just sense. chip chip paint off. Right. That's okay. What I thought I remember seeing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And I'm good with that. That that that's a fair explanation for me because I was like. Cap only has one shield. He doesn't like have shields that he can choose from, right? <laughs> you know, as, I, as as far as in world goes, because there that was the one that that ma- is made out of vibranium, and it's not like unlike Wakanda, it's not all over the place. But nothing says that Stark didn't have enough to make a second shield and do a stealth shield. And that's true too, because technically we see him with at least three different shields. There's the shield that he has in First Adventure, mm-hmm. which is not the same shield that he ends up with in Winter Soldier or uh, or later films. Mm. You're right. And don't we see a shield break in Infinity War? Yeah. So you see it in Endgame, definitely. Yeah. So one of those two, the shield breaks. But then, but then, Cap. I assumed. Cap. 
I assumed old man Cap, old man Steve, mm-hmm. gives Sam the original shield from um, from the forties, from the first Avenger era. Yeah, because I would think that what you see in the museum. Okay, so there was one that they stole from the museum or borrowed. Mm-hmm. That would have been the nineteen forties one. Wait, are we talking round or the or more the like round medieval? One. Okay, well there was the medieval. Sh- Medieval shield used briefly too. Yeah, yeah, but that was that was just a costume shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was good for like one punch from the dread skull. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll have to go back and we'll have to figure it out, right? Because yeah, I want to say there was at least two different red, white, and blue ones, which means they could have made a third that was for the stealth, right? So, but. It's the stealth shield that is my pick of the week for Toink. That's good. That's good pick. And and not the, and not what I was originally said I was gonna pick next time I had. Because one, I couldn't remember if I had already picked it. So now I'm looking on Instagram to go. Did I pick it already? <laughs> I had not. So it's gonna have to wait till next time. But I suggested this because, well, if you want something great before Halloween, this is your chance to get it. Mm-hmm. It is. And Marvel Legends like the black series by Hasbro, the the costuming props are pretty good. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that I wouldn't love a sling ring out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost I'm kind of like I almost wish I didn't didn't know about the sling ring. I don't have a funny feeling that maybe next week's uh, pick of the week. For me, I, I, no, I did the sling ring. Was it two weeks ago? Or the, yeah, that was my second pick. Has it been done? Yeah. No, you did the mine that far behind posting it. Yep. I thought you did the uh that last week, which was your second pick. I thought you did the uh Tiki Tikis. Last week was my last week was my third pick. No, no, the Tikis was my second pick. Like my my first pick was the was the needle gun. Right. Yeah. My second pick were the tikis. My third pick was the sling ring. And I'm, I'm behind. And I'm trying to remember what did I do last week. I thought the sling ring was your last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then you're right. Yeah. All right. So someone see if they remember. Did I pick a Marvel Legends Squirrel Girl? I know. I, I don't remember that. Okay. I know I, I talked about either. doing it. The episode Kylan and I did, I talked about doing it, but I didn't. Right. Oh. So maybe. It's coming. Don't worry. That will be the pick. <laughs> So, um, New York Comic Con, as we're recording New York Comic Con, day one has occurred, and uh, we learn more about the Captain America and Wonder Soldier special. Uh, this is a one-shot that will debut Wonder Soldier's new costume, designed by series artist Carmen Pinero, as well as the persona of Bucky will adopt for the war that lies ahead. Okay. So, it's uh, Captain America Cold War is the name of the series. It's a Captain America Winter Soldier number one, uh, one shot. But okay, in next month's Captain America Winter Soldier special, it's a, and it's all part of a uh, Captain America Cold War special event that's happening. Say Captain America crossover, and I will say, looking at Marvel.com, this cover looks pretty good. I'll share the link with you guys. Okay, well, let's take a look here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's look at it. Yeah, for for the benefit of us who like anybody listening to this podcast can't actually see it but you can feel the enthusiasm well like i said it's on marvel.com are you sure it's not just gas 
No matter what. There's a fine line between the two. Eric, you're a scamp. I would love this promotional artwork. That's what I'm saying. It's not a cover. It's promotional artwork for Cold War. That is pretty cool. I I really dig this. Oh, wow. I really like this. Oh, man. You know what? That's poster worthy. Yes, it is. I love how the shield is floating over the mountains like a UFO. Mm Mm-hmm. And seeing the, okay. So in the comics, they changed the shield up slightly for Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see Sam in the MCU carrying the shield. I would not be surprised if you did. True. And if so, okay, Hasbro, for Star yeah, Hasbro, Wars, make it happen. For Star Wars Black Series, they did like mini helmets that were in a two pack for Star Wars. I want a line of the various shields, the MCU and Marvel Legends, including the USO Tour Shield. Yeah. And the bucklers. Yeah. Mm hmm. All right, this is going to be a minority opinion. I understand this. I'm not wild about Bucky with a cape. Let me look. I don't I mean, know. This, is this that a cape or is it like a cloak? It looks like it's, it kind of looks cloak-ish, but it's only draped over one side. So, it, you know, it, it actually kind of reminds me of the Shazam cape. You remember those from? Yeah. See, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking uh, Clint Eastwood, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. Or Drape. There is, there's a variant cover by Alex Maleev, Maleev mm-hmm. where it is very much flowing like a, like a cape. Yeah. And I can just hear Edna Mode right now. No capes. Yeah. I, you know, I would say that's kind of like my, my feel when it comes to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, you're seeing what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, in the variant cover by Carmen Carnero, it does look like a cloak. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's draped over his right shoulder. Yeah. Covering up his right arm. And the vibranium arm is is on full display. That part's okay, but the one by Malayev, I'm going to say Malayev, they can come on the show and, and, and correct me. But it just is flowing like a cape. And some some superheroes, some characters, a cape works for them. Mm-hmm. Like Vision or Doctor Strange. Technically, that's right. a cloak, not a cape. But and some just don't. Right. I mean, I, I, I have to admit, that's probably one of the things I do. Maybe I I do like about Marvel is the 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 how the sparing sparing use sparing sparingly that capes are used sparingly you know Um, and then again you know this might grow on me Uh, because I don't know a cape can make a character case in point would Batman be as intimidating. Or as imposing a figure if he did not have a cape? No. 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 Okay. Superman, take would it or leave it. Would a cape work for Spider-Man? No. No. And didn't they try at one time? With like they a did. Web cape, a web when cape? He had, uh, when, I think when he had the cosmic power, at one point he had a cape. And yeah, no. Now that I'm seeing, I the, like now that I'm seeing, these, now that I'm seeing these covers, yeah, the cape doesn't work. Neither does like the man Nomad bug. had a cape. Yeah, but that was a very short cape. Right, it was. It, it was not a very long one. It was not a very flowing one. It was 
again, it was like the Shazam cape. Right. Now, if, right. If they did this similar to like what Boba Fett has. Yes. Or Mandalorian has Din Djarin. Mm-hmm. That would work with him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This does not work. Yeah. It's like, let's do a cape that covers two, that is two thirds of a cape. Right. It, it, I mean, the rest of the outfit looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's that doesn't work for me. I, you're not in the minority. And Bucky in that variant cover, does he not look like a young Kurt Russell or a young Harrison Ford? And which which variant? In the uh, variant cover by Alex Maliev. With the cape? Yeah, with the cape flowing. Uh, definitely not- Harrison Ford, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still seeing like a Clint Eastwood. Yeah. This cup, co- this variant cover is where he is basically, it looks like he's climbing a ladder mm-hmm. or hanging off of one. The cape is flowing in the breeze and it's got, it, it, it does. I mean, I'm almost thinking Kurt Russell, but that's, that's okay. Cause my brain is locked in on the screen test. Kurt Russell did for Han Solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the, the first one, that first cover, the more blackish cover. Yeah. Reminds me of Tom Cruise from Last Samurai. Yeah. Yeah, I totally see that. So, um, also today on Marvel Live, um, Madame Trousseau's spokesperson, Ben Shapiro, uh, debuted Loki and T'Challa in wax. Those not look absolutely gorgeous. They're amazing. Mm. I mean, sometimes you go to a wax museum and the quality is not very good. These, I, I had to look at this a few times before my brain would would let go of the idea these are actual people. Right. Yeah. And then finally, uh, writer and guest of the show, Jim Zub, offers a sneak peek at his new Thunderbolts run. Nice. <laughs> so, um, that's... I think Jim might want to come back and talk about that a little bit. I'll have to reach out to him, see if we can get him back on. I think that'd be awesome. So... I really enjoy, and, and I've said this to you, I know, and I may have said this here on the show once, but I really enjoyed the interview that you did with him when you when y'all were talking about Figment. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was like his first real Marvel project too, if I remember right. Yeah. Remember. So definitely. Oh man, that was a while ago. Yes, it was. So it'd be cool to bring him back to see how mm-hmm. he's grown since Figment. And, and of course, there's talk of uh, speaking of Figment. I don't know how much of it is related to will be related to the comics, but Seth Rogen wants to do a live action figment movie. Me. Move, yeah, movie. I saw that movie. I would prefer somebody else do it, but I would love to see a figment movie, especially if it takes a lot of inspiration from the comic. Mm-hmm. I I am concerned, like you are, about Seth Rogen. I mean, I I like the roles he's had. I really. There's been very few that I have not liked, but most everything I've seen with him, I have enjoyed. Um, his Green Hornet, I could have, I think it would have been better if Kevin Smith has, if they kept Kevin Smith on that project with Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin gets great performances out of Seth. Right. And something like this, with the love that Kevin has for like Daredevil, um, which is why I loved his cameos in the, um, Affleck, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
I think Kevin wouldn't have made it as campy right. as it ended up being. I mean, and I think I because I, I I wanted to really enjoy Green Hornet. Like it was a movie I liked, but the camp was just a little too much. Um, I enjoyed it, but, but it, yeah, it, it's it's not it's not a love. It's not a one that I will definitely say if it's a channel stopper, right. It's a channel stopper if there's nothing else on. I, I, I will say this. That that movie does have a bit of a hometown connection because Cato um, uh, uh, ordered the stuff for uh, Black Beauty from Summit Racing, which is a huge like aftermarket parts store here in uh, Northeast Ohio. Yep. I, I, I've been there a few times to buy stuff for my Jeep. So... I have to admit, it. I got a little rushed when I saw that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, who would have thought of that? But, you know. <laughs> the same people who would have thought, you know, the only Batman we knew prior to the film was the Adam West Batman. That How would, how would a Michael Keaton Batman mm-hmm. be serious? Right. And then when we do get a Green Hornet film, it's the reverse of the original series. Right. It has just enough camp to, to yeah to take it take it out of its limelight. But I love Cato. Cato's good. Cato, yeah. I I didn't mind Rogan's portrayal of the character. Mm-hmm. I just I thought the script was a hair too campy. Yeah, he if if he wasn't as much of a screw up, I, I think that was kind of part of it. Like he was so much of a screw up, and it's kind of like. Eh. Like his character ended up becoming more of a lovable loser than somebody who wanted to make something of his life. It, you know, it, it it was a Green Hornet. Green Hornet meets Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, yeah, no. It, it was it was an American version of Pink Panther. Right, right. And I say American version because you're dealing with an American hero instead of a French hero. In matter speaking, mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, that's it for uh, New York Comic Con day one as we're mm. recording. Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Sending to your screens now. Okay. Cool. So I guess we'll start. Uh, we got episodes seven and eight we're covering in our fours. Mm-hmm. So starting with number four. Tyler, why don't you start us off this week? Uh, my number four is I love how ordinary is anything but in this series. Um, to, and that is to say that um, what would be probably like the most frustrating thing to happen to get called into work on your day off on a weekend, uh, and even even as a superhero, you're you're going just to be the muscle, so to speak. And it it just turns into, you know, like the most twist filled day that you could probably you could not imagine. Um, So that's something I really liked about this show and I really loved about this episode. Eric, you're number four. I'm number four. I just have one word for you guys. (laughs) Obama stay. I mean, you know, when when he was at the parole hearing, you you got I, I got the feeling 
that he was really just trying to uh, basically make a show for the parole board to get his parole. Right. But clearly, he has a straight-up, legit thing going. Yes. And you're just there in the in the wood lodge. Or that, that's what they called it, right? The no, the wood lodge. No, that that was the wood lodge. Never mind. The the room where they're having the group session. Right, right, right. And you just see that sign over the you know the back of his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, that is the best part of this episode. <laughs> Obama. And it is literally a throwaway sight gag that nobody yes. acknowledges, nobody pays attention to. It's kind of like the elephant in the room that you can't ignore. It's almost it, it. Yeah, because now it's established that Emil Blonsky is the voice of reason. <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh! How, you know how what? scary is that? <laughs> oh wow! For me. Um, my, my number four pick is two people who are in the circle, Porcupine, Mm -hmm. who is a Ant-Man villain, Mm Ant-Man Rogue, and, uh, Saracen? Saracen. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. Who we see, first time he's a vampire, is in Blade number one from the 1999 run. Mm Mm-hmm. But he was also a character, a, a, a Punisher villain as well see that's that's where i remember him from him from mm-hmm. so this one character definitely helps will help bring in blade and punisher right now hopefully we won't see him in those shows but it is a nice little nod to say well blade and punisher are out there if i have dealt with him if he's now sitting here in the talking circle right <laughs> yeah oh he, he acknowledges that he needs help, at least. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I don't know if this... I'm just going to go ahead and say it here. My favorite characters in this show so far mm-hmm. It does not include Jennifer. It is every single one of these cameo characters because they're either so hilariously lame mm-hmm. or... They've, they've turned them on their head, and they're not what you expected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, going back to Emil Blonsky as a self-help coach. A life coach, excuse me. Right. Uh, you know, if Person, you think about it, though, who better to life be coach. a life coach? Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a good reason. I, I just... Instead of man for hire, life coach for hire. <laughs> Just yeah, Ugh. platinum memberships are available. Yep. <laughs> so, go ahead, Eric. All right. Number three. Number three. We're 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 taking them all from one episode, right? Or or no. we're doing from both. I thought we were doing from both. Okay, that's what I thought too. But just wanted to uh, because I'm I'm gonna go back and forth. Mm-hmm. The interaction between. Daredevil and She-Hulk reminds me a lot of the interaction in The Incredibles between Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The early ones before they get married. Right. I I, I would agree. Um, that's the um, there, there's there's a real connection there. Like you're like, 
okay. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it starts off that way just because of the professional aspect of it, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think they just, they have a lot in common mm-hmm. and you know, Daredevil and She-Hulk, they've had a lot of romances in the, in the Marvel universe and the comics. I can't mm-hmm. remember if they ever hooked up in the comics. I mean, I think it's possible. You know, it, if they hadn't, it's because there was no Apple teeny offered up. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of all because 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 Matt has had his no his share of uh, Matt's had his share. Jennifer's had her share. We we and they, they, I mean, their paths obviously obviously cross because they travel in the same circles. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have to go back and you look. Know, I mean, if they never did in the comics, I mean, this is still I, I'm I, I'm liking the pair. Yes. Or, or as the kids say, I'd ship it. <laughs> I hate that line, but that's the only one that fits. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, 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 I had I had that written down at some point in my like as uh, things of note for this uh, for these two episodes, and that was, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, um, yeah, all right, good. Okay, <laughs> okay. I have found a an article on Marvel.com, mm-hmm. uh, published uh, just last month, as a matter of fact. Uh, the many <laughs> loves of She-Hulk, and we mentioned Wyatt. It mentions Wyatt Wingfoot, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Stark, Zapper. So, uh, medical student Daniel Ridge. So Tony's like Captain Kirk. Luke Cage, Hercules, John Jameson the Third, aka Man Wolf, Jack of Hearts. Yeah, that's all this article lists. So Tony, so Tony, well, Tony Stark's like uh, Captain Kirk, right? Has an affinity for women in green. I mean, green <laughs> women. I mean, I know there was also Star Fox. There, there, there was like a brief thing with Star Fox. Um, I'm trying to remember. And you mentioned Luke Cage. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I pretty much went. I, I, I get fixated on Star Fox, Luke Cage, and Wyatt. You know, but yeah. new Tony was in there, but Tony is Tony. So yeah. <laughs> Tony's gonna Tony. Yeah. So Kylan, you're number three. My number three is. Is this a continuation or a new Matt Murdock? Uh, and I, because what we're hearing about Born Again is that it is not a continuation of the series. Um, but this particular Matt, like, you know, he mentions you know, that he had gotten a couple of suits and a couple of new suits. And so I was like, well, is this. A Matt who is he upgrading from the black suit that he had or is this the Matt that had the red suit but it was under a different storyline than what we know because the way he relates to Jennifer he's definitely more flirty and he's not as he doesn't feel to be as dark as as he was in the Netflix series well also He's not in his regular stomping grounds. Right, right. There's I mean, that. It, it's kind of like if you 
there's there's a way you act at work. There's a way you act at home. There's a way you act while you're on vacation Mm -hmm. and you know you're not around anybody that knows you. Right. And that's fair. Now, that is not to say that we all go party like it's 1999 or something. Uh, Just when we're out and away, it's kind of like when you go to Vegas, you do feel a little different. That's true. Yes. Do act a little different. I'm not saying that's necessarily the case, but you know. Right. My number three, Josh. Oh, the whole Mm. thing with Josh. Like in the talking circle, she talks when Jen talks about texting Josh and everyone's like, no, you said no. And then when we get the the little flashback Mm -hmm. with him talking to Hulkling or Hulk King, like, okay, where where are we going now? Mm -hmm. So I just found that whole thing. She's obsessed with Josh, 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 Josh. Well, you know what? It was it was sort of a perfect setup because especially after such a public display yeah. and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, she meets somebody that is all about Jen and thinks Jen is more interesting than She-Hulk, you know. But I, I'm curious he, to know. He knew, he knew what to say and what how, to do. How did he get a blood sample from her? Without her knowing it. that That's the part I don't get. I'm trying to figure that part out. I don't get that either. I don't but think you she know was, what? I don't that's think she was drugged. probably get. That's true. Unless he got DNA from her instead, instead of just blood. Okay. Yeah, there's. Now we're going down a different rabbit hole that I really don't want to. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. Well, I mean, okay, they they had drinks. They they had drinks, and you can get DNA from a glass. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's more family friendly than what I'm thinking at the moment. Yeah, I know that. That's why I went that way with it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying there there could be ways that she could have been, shall we say, out of it more than it. it yeah. That 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 is true. We don't know the whole. Maybe, we don't know the whole story. Maybe we don't know the true links to which he took advantage of her. Maybe he did give give her uh, her spike her drink with a mild sedative. That yeah. when she got exhausted enough, put her out. Right. Because when we see her on the bed as he's walking away, she's out. Right. Yeah. When he when he takes the photo, he uses the flash. She does not even react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, again, that's that's a subject that it, it, it's it's not to put it mildly, it's not a nice thing to do. Yeah. And, no, no, no. The thought of it makes me hate this guy even more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, if if he did, right. Well, well we don't know. Hopefully, we find we out next next episode, we which is will, which is the finale. Can't believe it. Mm-hmm. But. To move right along. Number two. Kylan, if you would, please. Uh, you know what? Ella Gila for the win. Look, Absolutely. Ella Gila is a character that I only know about because I had... Now, this was years and years ago. I'm pretty sure that I picked up from a spinning rack the issue of his first appearance. And that's all I know of this character... He was a at the he's like a third, fourth, maybe fifth tier Marvel character. He was good enough to show up in 
the um, Marvel superheroes game uh, as a character, and I'm sure he shows up in the Marvel uh, the Marvel Universe guide of superheroes. Like that big, huge guide that was like updated every couple of years. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, but I never thought I would see that character on screen, animated or live action. And I got them live action, complete with shooting lightning from the sword. I was good. The yes, the bioelectricity. Yes, and which I, you got in trouble for. Yes, which yeah, I'm looking at his entry in the old Marvel superheroes game right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alejandro Montoya is his real name, of course. They, you know, he is Alejandro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does have the the electric shock but it only works if he conducts it through a conductive metal which is mm-hmm. why he has the sword mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yes in in this entry it says here occupation wealthy swashbuckler and Mambo didn't think that was an occupation no no now and you know what now I wonder did he have any or does he have a connection to uh Swordsman from uh, Hawkeye? Yeah, yeah. Think about it. It's possible. Good question. It's possible. I mean, could you imagine the two of them signing they're going to team up, and now you got two, you know, swordsmen, one who could shoot lightning coming after you. One shoots arrows, the other shoots lightning. Yep. There you go. Yep. So, Eric, you're number two. My number two, and I'm going to continue on with the something in episode eight that reminds me of something else. When Jennifer finally loses it. Mm-hmm. Oh, justified Hulk. Okay. I had, I had flashbacks to young Frankenstein when they're, when they're dancing, everything is going great. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the light blows up. Right. And it just, you know, everything goes to pieces. The monster goes on a rampage. Mm-hmm. The monster goes on a rampage, and it is not going well. Right. And anybody else hear Bruce's words floating around? It's like, what do you do when they think you're a monster? Yeah, I thought of those very words. Yeah. And it's, I don't want to say karma's a witch, but just so much of what he was talking to her about what he was trying to tell her is is turning out to be true. I mean, she was at her high at her highest moment uh, when that happened. It, it couldn't have happened at, at a worse time, you know. Very true. Uh, yeah, that was. The, the, actually, you know what? I have to admit that was hard to watch because you see you see her go from darling to to use an alliterative term from darling to devil. With the flip of a switch, you know, not not that she was going to turn around and go after anyone. She wasn't, but she was obviously pushed beyond her limit at that point. And all they saw was all the all the people saw was an uncontrolled, uh, an uncontrollable monster. Right. Even though she hadn't done anything outside of no, no attack the screens, you know, what she did. LED wall. Yeah. To hold up that wall. Well, yeah, there was that. But that was hard to watch. Yeah. Um, for me, my number two was uh, the, the whole interaction of Jen and Matt at the lily pad. 
Yes. I I just found it intriguing. Oh, I'll I'll just go through smack. No, it only takes me 15 seconds per person. I'll, I'll just deal with that. Stealth is the best way. Mm-hmm. Way we go. Mm-hmm. That's that's it's like I said with the whole Incredibles thing. Yeah. I you know I kind of felt like he was going. I I was low key hoping that we were going to get a a, a a hallway fight, a la Daredevil series. You know, there's always one in every series. I know this wasn't a Daredevil series, but I hoped that we were going to get a little bit of something. But it didn't matter because right when things were about to get really juicy, bam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Number one. I hope y'all don't take my. Uh. You know what my number one is going to be? And I, I, I had a lot to go with here, but I have to say, Yellow Works. Um, I, as somebody who loves Daredevil, and I was not a fan of the yellow costume. I just wasn't. Um, and I, I grew, I gained an appreciation for it, but sort of as a, this is where you were, this is where you are type of thing, you know. But, you know, now I like I like the yellow and red. Uh, OK, and it's not really it's more of it's more of a, of a mustard gold. Yeah. And I think maybe I think maybe that's the difference. But I, I like it. I think Nikki said it best. But who was the guy in the ketchup and mustard suit that or I just saw a guy in a ketchup and mustard suit. You know, <laughs> walk of shame. Wait. Yeah. I, I, I have to admit, Matt doing the walk of shame just. Yeah, barefooted yes. even. You, you you go, Matt. Keep your head high. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta I gotta I gotta agree with you. This red and yellow combo works. I think because it's not four color process yellow. No, okay. it's not. No, no, no. It's it's muted. It's toned down. You know it's yellow, but it's not obnoxious screaming neon yellow. And I think if if you're facing off against somebody and they are as athletic as Matt is, because this version of Matt fights differently. He he's almost like almost like pre pre Frank Miller Daredevil in the way he moves because he's definitely more air, a- acrobatic, right? You know, um, but if you think about it. That yellow, that yellow and red combo, or that golden and crimson combo, would be distracting. Like it'd be, it's more distracting than if he was just in his red and black, like he he was. You know, you yeah, you still you gotta try and keep a track of someone, but it doesn't have the same effect on you because it's dark muted colors. But to have that kind of combination coming at you and you no know, left, right, center, and over your head, then you get a boot in the back of the head. You know, it's. It, I think that's a really, a really good way of distracting your opponent. Right. And I don't know if Matt, if Matt came up with that on purpose, but I, I like it. So that's why I said yellow works. I I still prefer the all red, but this is Luke. Do you think he's going to go with dull? No, 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 he's not. I mean, the only other thing that we could have seen. And I really would not have been mad at that at all if they went with the armored look. Yeah. I wouldn't have been mad at that at all. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, Eric, your number one pick. 
my number one pick, Marvel, if you're listening. <laughs> it was cute when you did it for Ms. Marvel, but having all the text balloons blending into the environment, yeah, it works for a teenager, not so much for a 30-something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I missed something. It was in episode eight where she's where, where Josh has ghosted her, and she is trying to go. She's trying to text him and trying to look for service. Oh, that's in seven. Seven, excuse me, seven. Gotcha, gotcha, Apparently gotcha. My brain is trying to get this series over with already, but no, seven, where you just see all these images from her phone show up, you know, as part of the environment. Right. Again, like I said, it it worked. Miss Marvel because that was all part of the shtick. Just leave it there. Right. I think it was fine the first couple scenes after he ghosted her, but to continue it through the rest of the episode was a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit of that goes a long way. Yeah. And yeah. Well, my number one pick I loved, but I got issues with Leapfrog. Problem <sighs> is, we don't have Leapfrog. We have Frogman. Frogman is Eugene. His father... That. Vincent was leapfrog. How do you screw that up? Well, I was waiting for a character to really just be done wrong, and I'm thinking leapfrog was it. They they started off right because Eugene, unlike his father, wants to be a hero, and it's why he's Frogman. It's a failed hero. Leapfrog was the villain. Leapfrog's the one that works with Stiltman. So as I'm staring at my wall. And my Marvel Legends Frogman, who the Build-A-Figure was still man. I'm now questioning, did they label, where where were things flipped? Where now the father is more Frogman than, Vincent's more Frogman than, and Eugene's more Leapfrog. Apparently in the MCU. Yeah, um, well, the whole thing is, Eugene is kind of the villain here. Yeah, it's almost like they've taken the merger of the two characters to create the character for the MCU. That's possible. So we we have Leapfrog, but it's Eugene. And Eugene starts off right until he goes to court because, well, he just thought he was better than everyone else and could put jet fuel in his boosters against well. Luke's wood directions and then goes and turns evil to go kidnap Luke to remake a new suit for him. Yeah. He's not evil. He's just super, super entitled. Yeah. He he wants a suit. And that, that has, that has a British AI. I laughed at that. Yeah. I think that was, I, I think that was, it could just be, they're just flipping it because, all right, first of all, for a frogman story, You've almost got to do too much backstory. You know, if you're going to do Frogman, an aspiring hero, you're going to have to explain why he wants to be a hero and why he's trying to make up for his father's sins. I don't know that you could truly justify that kind of character development for this character, for for this role. I mean, he's there as a parody character anyway. Right. With the parody of everything campy about Batman. Right. So, I I mean, I don't mind seeing him because there is the direct tie with Frogman with Daredevil. Yes. Or Leapfrog with Daredevil. I think they got that aspect right. This, to me, doing what they did would be like saying Harry Osborn is 
the Green Goblin and Norman is the Hobgoblin. You you flipped it. Right. But uh, again, is that is going in and quote unquote doing this character justice? Is it worth it? I mean, because I mean, you know, Eugene Patillo is not going to get a multi movie contract. Right. I, I agree. I, I, I mean, it would be nice if he was he was the lovable loser to coin the phrase that he was the bungling want to be superhero. He could be brought in for comic relief. He could be the MCU's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Which he almost was in the comics, too. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's he's petitioned to join the Defenders. He, he's asked to be an Avenger. He's even asked to be Spider-Man's sidekick. Yeah. it's He wants to do right. And I think they have that here in the character. Right. And for all we know, his dad was the villain Leapfrog. Mm-hmm. I think so because because his father is an important client at the firm. Yes, yes, yes. If you were a villain, you would need a good lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yes, I'm doing I, I'm I'm doing some Olympic level mental gymnastics to try to spin this. It could just be that he's he's trying to make it. He maybe he didn't realize his dad was a villain. Maybe he's the guy that he does know he's he was a villain. He's trying to redeem the image. The only other thing I'm thinking is, could there be a licensing thing in regards to Frog? Okay. The Frog is a Daredevil character. They have yes. Daredevil rights. They could also just say, you know, Frogman is too generic of a title. That's true. Right. Because, I mean, everybody, every soldier in a scuba suit is a frogman. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, mean, I, get, I, I get your argument. I get your argument. I, and I, I understand y'all's um, guesses on why they, they did what they did as well. And, and I'm accepting of it. It's just at the time before we talked it out, which is what I was hoping we would do. <laughs> I was, I'm like, no, 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 no. Eugene's frogman, not leapfrog. Right. Yeah. What was the deal? Frog by any other name would smell just as like a frog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I mean, I have to go with Eric on this. I think especially in the general culture now, if somebody hears Frogman, you know, they, 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 they think, they think seal or somebody or, or, or any naval demolitions person. Right. I think that's what they think. And then, so if you call, you have a character is called Frogman, and they're not any of those. Not that it's going to cause confusion, but you know, I think it, they felt like it might just been easier to avoid that landmine altogether and just change the name. Right. For all we know, the 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 writing team was sitting there in their office in the conference room and just kind of like, heck with it, we're just going to call him Leapfrog. Right, quite possible. But I do respect his vintage arcade game game. Yes. Frogger. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Again, it, it's the Batman parody. Yeah. You know, the lily pad. Mm-hmm. He's got the frog car. The tadpoles <laughs> or leap squad. Yes. The Frogger game. Marketing man. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Um, I'll say that was another successful countdown, gentlemen. Any honorable mentions to add, gentlemen? I don't have anything. I want to know where the record got his crowbar. 
I mean, it, isn't it like uh, as Guardian Enchanted? Well, but, I mean, comics, but that's yes. in the comics. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's never explained in the series. No, no, it's not. No. He just says magic crowbar. Right. Yeah. Could be as Guardian. Yes. Don't know. Um, I I have an honorable mention. Um, this goes back to episode seven. Um, therapy works. <laughs> Uh, I, I I just have to say that because Jen Jen would know the beginning of her Sunday, she was all screwed up, feeling all kind uh, every kind of way about Josh and the whole the whole mess of what was going on, and even with the car being wrecked. Uh, you know, she started off in a place she didn't want to be, ended up making connections with people that she didn't think she had nothing in common with, and then sweating it out. And, you know, then she was good. You know, so, you know, that's a great argument for that therapy works. And again, Emil Blonsky being the voice of reason saying it. That is just scary. When she said, this is not where I wanted to be today. And he said, this is not where I wanted to be today. And he says, maybe it's where you need to be. Yeah. You know, he he had a lot of a lot of time to to reflect and uh, to gain some insight and some introspection, and it, it, it's paid off. Either that, or he he he's just you know all about the woo woo and the Kool Aid and seeing what he can milk out of it. But I don't think that's the case. I, I mean, he's made good on his promises. Yeah, and I, I'm liking this. I'm liking this Blonsky. I am too. Yeah. He has become the MCU's Doc Sampson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. What if that's what ends up happening with him? Like they kind of move him into that type of, you know, because, you know, he, he kind of is there. He, he roads need therapy too. <laughs> I'm just saying. They need lawyers and therapy. There you go. So, well, um, I think that's going to wrap us up this week. I agree. Finale's going to be interesting. Oh, uh, hmm. I'm trying. I get the feeling somebody's going to come back to help her. Uh, I just don't. And I'm not saying that she can't do this on her own, but I, I know that Hulk's not coming back because he's kind of off doing his thing. Right. Be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Here, here's a thought. Okay. So, you remember when she was basically just going off about how the scene just doesn't feel right? Mm hmm. You know, the morning after, and she said, just like, why is this scene even here? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a twist, isn't there? Like, there's another Hulk, but it's red. Yeah, I like that. I just, the question remains, are we going to see a red Hulk? And I think we're going to. I think we're going to, if there is a rumor that that General Ross has been recast. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see a red Hulk? Are we going to see Hulk Lane? I don't are we going to see Amadeus Cho? That's a possibility. The totally I awesome. Think Amadeus, yeah. Are Are we going to see Scar? You might see Scar. My My theory right now is totally non scientific, but we're going to see Power Broker. I still think Power Broker's in the mix here somewhere. Power Broker gets the 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 serum, gives it to Ross, who becomes Red Hulk. Right. And this is where Thunderbolts tie in. I like it. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> like they haven't, they have not, this can't be the, the cast that they announced at D23. Mm-hmm. This can't be all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it is. Yeah. So if you see, you could see 
Jennifer Holt being brought in, you know, she Holt being brought in as an event as being elevated to an Avengers or a Thunderbolts. I just, I think this is to set up her role in either Avengers or Thunderbolts. Right. Right. And this rampage here is basically, her punishment is basically going to be community service. Mm -hmm. Either in, in Thunderbolts or as like West Coast Avengers, like Mike, you have said. A few times here. I mean, we got all the we, we have enough people, uh, enough characters to get an entire West Coast Avengers team. Oh, yeah. The only person who we haven't seen I'm still waiting for is Tigra. Mm-hmm. Right. So what if we see her in Wakanda forever? That'd be I mean, one, just, that'd be just one, because of the Central American thing. That'd be mm-hmm. one heck of a kept secret, which is fine. Right. So, but I will have to say, gentlemen, until next week, when we sit down, recap the entire series, along with do our top four takeaways, our Fantastic Fours, or the finale, uh, gotta ask Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Yeah, just time to rip it and rip it. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh.